Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Every breath you take. It's 5 o'clock on Monday. Time for Happy Hour with Bobby DePaul, who joins us courtesy of the Walking with Anthony Foundation and their corporate partners. And Bobby D, as we always do as we, when we get started here, great song, but explain it. Well, I worked in Philadelphia. We hired a retired Philly Street detective to help with our team security. One day he came into my office and said to me, I finally figured out what you do. He said, he said, you know, you're like an investigator. I said, yep, you got it. My job is to observe document players, coaches, and scouts by watching everything and every move they make. <laughs> because one day, somebody is going to have to piece together the evidence to figure out what went wrong in order to fix it. This off-season evaluation process does exactly that, folks. So just keep tuning in and keep listening. Oh, I like it. Tease it. Tease it, investigator or inspector DePaul. <laughs> um, well, we one thing we didn't get to in full on Friday, because the, you're, you're kind of doing this holistically. You've watched the film, obviously, but you've been a cap guy. You've released players. You've restructured contracts, negotiated deals, and all of that. So as we go through this position by position, I assume you're going to continue to make recommendations on who should be cut, who should be let go, stuff like that, not just the film. Yeah, in the NFL, most management teams have a triangle of authority structure. President, which encompasses, in a lot of places, the salary cap guy, the GM, and the head coach. The fans and the media mainly focus on the players, the coaches, and personnel people. You barely hear about them the cap guys because they stay away from all the bullets. The cap guys, you know, mainly report to the owners and or the presidents, but some GMs are given that, uh, given the authority. It's different from team to team. Each role is different from team to team. Also, my bet is in Baltimore, you know, their cap guy reports to the president in the owner. In my case in Chicago, the GM had the authority of managing the cap, but gave me that role to assist with the management of it. One of the first guys I recommended when I got to Chicago was to hire a lawyer to help. I'm, you know, I'm pretty good at numbers, but, but you know, English is not my strength. And <laughs> reading the fine print and understanding contracts is best if left up to the lawyers or what I call them, the linguistics experts. You know, In terms of these meetings, we want to keep the focus solely on getting the player right. But there are times when I had to 
you know, bring up a bloated cap situation and inform the coaches. People make mistakes, and sometimes a player contract doesn't quite match up to the on-field performance, and you have to part ways. It happens. Most of the time, what I would do is let the coaches know ahead of time before the meetings, you know, if there was any type of uh, potential cap casualty situation. What you don't want is surprises for the coaches. So, I, you know, like I said, I would hit up the head coach, the assistant coach, you know, just give them a heads up before the meeting. You don't want emotion to take over and run a meeting. So that's just the way I handle it. Bobby D., uh, for, for those who didn't hear on Friday, you have three grades in your evaluations. Blue chips are the elite players, red are solid starters, and purple are your developmental guys or back-end role guys. On the defensive line, there were no blue chips and just one red chip player under contract over the next two years. With that in mind, let's start with the inside linebackers. Yeah, before we start with the inside linebackers, I wanted to circle back to those defensive lines. I wanted to add one more player of interest, a potential UFA defensive end by the name uh, from Miami by the name of Manuel Agba, 6'4", 273 pounds. You know, when I worked in college scouting, he was a guy that I did who may fit what the Ravens are looking for at defensive end. At minimum, he could give the Ravens, you know, some help uh, either inside or outside rushing in nickel package. You know, he turns 29 this year, so if the price is right, he may be a guy to add from the free agent market. You know, on Friday I, I mentioned the nose tackle uh, at Georgia, yeah, Jordan Davis, Georgia. 6'6", yep. 360. So, you know, there's a college guy, there's a pro guy for you. So talking about the inside linebackers, we'll talk, start off with Patrick Queen. You know, uh, he's the type of guy that, you know, flashes. He was flashing this year. They had to uh, move in the will linebacker. He was really struggling in space early in the season, missing a lot of tackles. They brought him back, kicked the dust, you know, kicked the dirt off, put him at will linebacker, and uh, put Josh Josh Bynes in at, at uh, middle linebacker, and it seemed to work. You know, it seemed that he got better. It looked like he was making plays, tackling, didn't seem to have any problems with coverage, but he didn't finish well. You know, yeah. last two games, I said he, you know, missed more uh, tackles than he made in the last two games. He's inconsistent at best. He's not good enough. You know. He needs to make more impact plays. I mean, he had two sacks, three quarterback hits, zero interceptions, and only one pass defense. That's not the type of player, and productivity-wise, that you want at that spot, that's for sure. Josh Bynes, who was the guy I just mentioned that came in at middle linebacker, I thought he was real productive. Yeah. You know, He's going to be a USA. He's going to be you know, 33 years old this year. He showed the uh, veteran instincts. Uh, he was taking on blocks, uh, solid tackler in space. Uh, you know, he had three quarterback hits, didn't have any interceptions, but he had four pass defense. So you can see where he's got that ability to read coverages, and that takes time, you know. And um, But, he, you know, he was a really good find for them off the street. You know, you got three other guys here, Chris Board, Malik Harrison, and uh, Christian Welch. You know, you could throw these guys in a bucket, to be honest. I mean, they're just – average guys that, you know, you're looking to upgrade. But, you know, uh, Chris Board, he's the youngest. He's going to be a UFA. He's 27. You know, he's the type of guy that you let him go into the market and, and you revisit after the draft. Or if he decides that he's not going to make a whole lot of money, you know, you can get him at the right price for right. one more year and let him continue to develop. You know, Malik Harrison's a guy you're looking to replace. You know, he had that incident during the season. Who knows what that was. But he just doesn't have playmaking ability. He doesn't have speed. He's more of a thumper. 
And, you know, to get them on the field, you know, it's pretty hard hard to figure yeah. out how you do that. The only thing I see is special teams at best. Christian Wealth, another soft guy. We saw him in preseason. He's an exclusive rights guy. Uh, you know, could you tender him? Sure. You know, just because you're running low on, on guys. LJ Foyt, you know, he played well last year. He had the ACL. He's going to be 32 years old. He's coming off the of ACL. He's a UFA. He's a guy you revisit after the draft. Um, you know, and then they had another inside linebacker, Otero uh, Alaka. Uh, Alaka. Yeah. And so, you know, he was on IR the last three years. There's a pattern here, guys. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of guys that were on IR multiple years, and we had a lot of guys over 32 years old. I've never seen so many guys 32, 33, 34. You wonder why you, wonder why you had no pro bowlers? You wonder why you had no production? Because right. you're old, you're injury-prone, you're not, that's not going to add up to productivity, guys. Okay, so there's a pattern here. We get the same thing with the uh, the edge rushers. You start off with Tyrus Bowser. Look, Tyrus, you know, you know, picked up where he left off last year. He's a he's kind of that Swiss Army knife. He's a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not really a master of anything, but you love him as a player. He's the highest graded guy I got. Uh, you know, of this group, solid red. The problem is he tore his Achilles at the end of the season. Right. So if we look at a Tizer and then we just go throughout history, Stanley, Derek Wolf, you know, Nick Boyle, these guys don't come back, you know, right away. Right. Okay. It's a process. So we've got we've got a serious problem here. UFA with Justin Houston, thirty four years old. I thought he did a heck of a job. You know, he's kinda if you look at the red level that I have you know, there's levels within the level of red. So he'd be just above the line of scrimmage. On a good football team, he's your third, fourth guy rotating. You know, he's getting 20 right. snaps a game, kind of like what I was saying about Calais. The problem with the Ravens, they don't have any young guys. So these older guys that they bring in as fillers to complement have to play a lot. Right. Um, and so that's what I'm seeing here, this pattern. Odafio away, look, we all knew he was kind of a stretch, but, you know, he was productive. He had five sacks, 15 quarterback hits. He's not the most instinctive guy. That's what I was worried about with him. Mm-hmm. But you have to believe he'll take another step, in, you know, with the offseason program and the coaching, okay? But, you know, he's still somewhat of a projection, but he was productive when, with the, uh, the, you know, when he played. The problem with him is he would disappear. We talk about how great he played in the game, and then we wouldn't hear from him for three, four weeks. Right. So that's inconsistent. Uh, the next couple guys, you know, you got Jalen Ferguson. He's really done nothing since mm. I've been watching and helping you guys for the last yeah. couple of years. Pernell McVie had a hell of a year last year, came back, didn't do anything this uh-uh. year. He kind of fell in that Derek Wolf category. You know, played good last year. Where is he at this year? That's what I worry about with Justin Houston if you re-sign him. Does he end up being the next Pernell McGee with that age? You know, how much can you get out of these guys? Then you got a young player in Dale and Hayes, who really he has a knee. He didn't kind of play Always all hurt. year, and then they finally put him on IR. So here's your young guy, and he's already struggling with a knee. And you know how productive he was before. You know maybe was hurt coming out of college. I don't know, but I, I worry about his future. Okay, so when you break down both the whole group. Uh, in 2022, you have six inside linebackers when you go to training camp. <clears throat> you know, that's kind of you know what you're looking at, and seven outside linebackers because you got to worry about Tyrus Bowser. Usually you go six and six, but with Bowser, he's probably going to end up on PUP, physically right. under, unable to perform. 
So you're going to need, you know, three, you know, inside linebackers and three outside linebackers. That's probably so a total of six, okay, heading into it. In terms of the position needs, you're going to need another elite pass rusher. Odafe's boom or bust type situation, then you got the Bowser injury. Right. Look, we need, the Ravens need a playmaker at, at linebacker. I, I think of Ray Lewis, C.J. Mosey. Do you see anybody on this roster that could, could live up to their capability? No, I don't see it right now. We were all hoping that Patrick Queen would be that guy, but he's played two years now, and like I said, he's inconsistent at best. Can he make the next jump? Yeah. But I tell you what, I'm eyeballing. I need a middle linebacker that can play and be a leader on that defense, you know, in the molds of Ray Lewis or, 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 or C.J. Mosley. Those are the types of guys they had when they won and played great defense, okay? Uh, I would look at re-signing Bynes just as an emergency guy, and he, and he earned it. But I'm worried about it, you know. And then you need the edge rushers again, just like on the defensive line. There's no young guys coming in the pipeline to, to create that competitive depth. Um, in terms of the inside linebackers, fortunately, I'm on the Buckets Award Committee, so I've done, I did a lot of the inside linebackers when we were voting for that award, so I can mention a couple guys in the draft that, you know, will be playmakers, uh, and, and, you know, right, right around when they pick, they should go off the board between 14 and 30. Uh, Georgia inside linebacker, number 17, N'Kobe Dean, he won the Buckets Award. He's going to go off the board. He reminded me when I talked to them, I said, he's Roquan Smith of Chicago. Okay, same yeah, type of guy. I'll take and him. they went to Georgia. The next inside linebacker from Utah, Devin Lewis. This guy's a, you know got more length. He's probably a better version of Devondre Campbell that was playing for Green Bay. Everybody's talking about how well he played up yeah. there. He's got the length, so he can play in space. Then if you're talking about the second round, there's a kid out of Wisconsin uh, named uh, Leo Chanel. Number five. They refer to him as Chanel number five. Okay? Uh, uh, <laughs> Logan played, Wilson uh, 2.0? Yeah, he's Logan Wilson. There you go. He's exactly him. So these are some guys that fortunately think I've done already. So, uh, you know, they'll be, probably be on the uh, Ravens board, you know, depending on the uh, character for those guys. But when you look at it, the 22 projection, you know, you're, you're, you're basically saying, hey, you know, we're, we're, we got – Game on, man. we got to find players. And really, you can't even look into 2023 because you're going to find out this year what you got with Patrick Queen. So you can't right. really project him as the guy in 2023. So there, this is a, you know, this is a, a serious need for, for the Ravens. Yeah, so not, no, not even close to any blue chippers there. Um, Bobby, before we let you go, you mentioned last week that uh, the great Ozzie Newsome Almost hired you back when the team moved here. His old boss, the hoodie, took it on the chin Saturday. Do you have any run-ins with Belichick? Yeah, I have a few, but this story has never been made public before, guys. Oh. I figured the statute of limitations must be up by now so I can tell it. <laughs> yeah, at the time, it was top secret when it happened, believe me. Back in August of 2003, when I was working in Chicago under Jerry Angelo, he came to me and told me, hey, I just traded you. Uh, to New England Patriots to, uh, to go scout for Bill Belichick. You know, I looked at him and I said, I didn't know you could trade scouts in the NFL. Yeah. And he, he just said to me, he said, well, Nick, Nick Casario, who's now the GM at Houston, is going to come to Chicago, call Scott Pioli and get your uh, flight information. Next thing I know, I was in Foxborough, Massachusetts. 
People talk about thinking outside the box all the time, and this was definitely thinking outside the box. You know, Belichick and Angelo worked together at the Giants way back when, so they were always talking and conspiring. So huh. one day they must have just decided they wanted some somebody outside the building to come in and cross-check the roster. So I was, you know, the guy that they sent, and, you know, it was just a little trade between the two for a few days. When I got there, Bill wanted me to watch the practice tape every night and then walk around with him doing practice. You know, and tell him who could play and who couldn't play. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're an employee of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> yes. And I tell you what, I can remember him because we got to the offensive line, and I was kind of hesitant. He goes, all right, well, well, come on, say something. So I looked at him and I said, this is a horrible offensive line, Bill. He jumped out of his shoes. He said, that's exactly why you're here. You go down and tell Scott Bio. I guess they had a disagreement over the group, and, and tell him exactly what you just told me. It was funny as heck. But <laughs> – it was a great experience, best thing I can remember, and I think, Kenny, you'll, you'll probably like this one. I made sure when I did go up there, because I was working out with Pioli, Bruce Springsteen was on tour, the <laughs> Rising Tour, playing at Fox at Gillette Stadium nice. on August 2nd, 2003. So I got, you know, their practice facilities right at Gillette Stadium, so I just walked straight down, got the sh- team security, walked me straight up to the front stage VIP section. So I was right there in the front of the uh, Bruce Springsteen concert. Oh, no. Great. No, that's that. Bill Belichick story, guys. But, but you know what, Bobby? He put he embedded a, a microchip in you. He's been spying on you ever yes. since you came in the building. Just so you know, he got you. You think you're staying with the police every breath you take. The hoodie's been watching you for 17 years. I will say this. I, I used to tell Scott Pioli, you know, I said, you know, Scott, why do I always feel like you guys always win the better? I don't feel like I ever got anything from the New England Patriot. Jerry used to give away everything. We ended up trading him Ted Washington after that uh, in that after that training camp. To be honest with you, so <laughs> Bobby D, let everybody know about the Walking with Anthony Foundation and their corporate partners. Comscope and Vision Technologies are proud to support the Walking with Anthony calls, helping those who are suffering from devastating and spinal cord injuries with their rehabilitation. Together, they are committed to giving back while helping to deliver network infrastructure and wireless solutions to commercial and federal clients. Seamlessly connect your world anywhere securely and reliably. Make the easy choice to help your business run smoother. Visit visiontechnologies.com backslash the fan to find out more. To make direct donations to the Walking with Anthony Foundation, text WWA to 91999. Bobby DePaul, as always, that was awesome. We'll talk to you on <laughs> Thanks, Friday. Brother. And it's time for happy hour, boys. Have a good <laughs> one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 